Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Drake's Corner. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and we are back with a fire episode after a 10-day hiatus. Um, yeah, we got a little bit of mixture of everything here. We got some NBA, NFL talk. Um, yeah, just a little bit of everything. Um, first on the list, uh, Kevin Durant. The trade talks have stalled, but one team in mind has, you know, kind of pivoted up in the rankings, you know, to get Kevin Durant, and that is the Boston Celtics, probably the most ready team to offer the Nets a deal. Um, let's be real. Uh, from a legacy standpoint, this would destroy KD's legacy altogether if you went to the Boston Celtics. You know, to the casual fan, um, going to, you know, getting traded to a team is not up to the player, you know, probably 90% of the time, but uh, this would seem like KD is joining another team he's fallen to in the playoffs. First, he did it with the Warriors. Um, he went to the Nets, but there wasn't really, that was just the team up with Kyrie. Um, have his own team, and now possibly to the Celtics. Um, understanding that you know, understanding that Kevin Durant doesn't control what team he gets traded to is vital for you and for me to know. Um, but at, at the same time, the Celtics have a promising future of young guys hungry for a title in the very near future. And is KD the same KD that can halt a team like this to a championship? Um, you know. He's getting older. These guys are getting older. You know, the players we grew up on, LeBron, Kevin Durant, even Steph Curry. Um, at this point, these guys are in their mid-30s, and father time is going to take over soon. So Kevin Durant being almost 34 years old, I don't see, you know, a huge trade haul coming out of, you know, with numerous amount of picks. I think, you know, eventually, if he does even get traded, what you know, a holdout could possibly happen. But even if he does get traded... There may be one or two first-round picks involved. You know, I think teams in front offices are understanding, besides the Nets, that this isn't the same KD that they're going to get from Oklahoma City or Golden State. Uh, possibly sell the best score in the league, maybe. But this is, it's going to take over. Father time is, you know, unstoppable. Uh, he, failed, he failed to win a championship in Brooklyn with superstars and a few young guys. Um, say Jalen Brown gets traded and he's left... Uh, with, you know, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum and crew. Is this not the same as what he had in Brooklyn? Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, a superstar, and a bunch of other young guys. Um, and, you know, James Harden was added to the mix, but he was mostly injured. Uh, take Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum and a bunch of young guys. I mean, you know, these young guys may be a lot more talented and uh, off a championship run than what they had in Brooklyn, but still. Kevin Durant, you know, wasn't, couldn't lead Brooklyn to, you know, a, a championship, you know, even run. Um, I understand the trade request, but the Celtics are the last team in the world I'd expect to give up potentially, you know, the brightest future in the NBA. You know, they they don't seem like, um, you know, with what they have to give up, uh, you know, a potential championship team. Uh, Kevin Durant is a rebuild killer. Let's just say it right now, okay? The Nets had a strong rebuild going going along before the trade with D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, uh, and a, a decent young crew going. And I understand, you know, um, I understand KD. Everybody would want KD, but the Celtics, you know, are the last team in the world I'd expect to break their rebuild for a guy they've swept, a superstar that they swept. So, um, yeah, you know, the trade talks have halted. I don't expect KD to get traded anytime soon, and if he even does, it'll be last second. 
and uh, it won't be for as much as we think. Uh, multiple first-round picks, maybe maybe three or four, but not this five, six, seven talk we're talking about. And I could see, you know, a, a player uh, up to Jalen Brown standard standard getting traded, but you know, with a haul of picks as well. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the Celtics. I can see why these trade talks have stalled because you know it's they're gonna break um a rebuild that they've been working on for years and they've finally made a championship run came up a little short but hey if you're the best team in your conference what more can you do i mean you just got to beat the big ones in the west uh big ones being the warriors who in my opinion won't be stopped next year either because steph curry and clay thompson are so healthy and that offensive scheme is right now unstoppable so we will see what happens, I honestly think, you know, with a boring opinion like this, that KD is probably going to hold out next year and not play. That, I mean, for what's going on right now, if he wants to get traded, the Nets are going to have to take in, take a step back and humble themselves and say, okay, we'll take whatever the best is out there. So, um, you know, they're wanting guys like Booker from the Suns. They're wanting guys like Adebayo from the Heat, uh, Jalen Brown from the Celtics, all vital parts of rebuilds. In other teams so yeah, I don't think it's going to happen with either of those teams it, it'll probably be from a team we don't expect like like I said the Raptors or Trailblazers and you know just a pairing of superstars in a desperate in a desperate time for different teams like the Blazers or the Raptors so yeah it's a, it's a whole bunch of drama it gives me a headache even thinking about it but we shall see let's jump into some NFL talk now Jimmy Garoppolo shunned from the 49ers organization. Trey Lance, your time is now. Jimmy G on the trade block. You know, I don't understand the slander against this guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he might not be known as an all-pro quarterback. Okay, let's get that straight. But no matter what team he's been on, he's been placed around, he knows how to win. Uh, in You know, injuries may have plagued his career, but he's had a very luxurious playoff record with San Francisco being 4-1, and one, and I think it goes unnoticed, okay? He's, you know, kind of injury plagued, but when playoff time comes, he's the starter, and as he should be. Garoppolo isn't the best by any means, but he's gone up against the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and came out as the top dog twice. So San Francisco is driving away from a team-oriented guy to, well, a question mark uh, in Trey Lance and the pressure of putting their high-value draft pick into the fire. Okay, wherever Garoppolo goes, he will force others to play team-oriented ball and become a leader in the locker room. Okay, so Garoppolo, you know, he's a system quarterback. We all understand that. He's a guy you can't go wrong with, but he's a winner. There's a lot of system quarterbacks in this league who don't know how to win. Um, you know, to name a few, we have Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, um, guys like that. And, you know, they haven't, they've had maybe one or two solid years. And other than that, um, they've kind of dwindled into uh, below 500 teams. Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other hand, has won with the Patriots, and he's also been, you know, a strong part of the 49ers rebuild and led him to an NFC championship shot. So I, I just don't understand the slander against him. You know, the injuries, I get it. Uh, but, you know, he's been a solid quarterback. The stats aren't crazy good, but he's a winner. Um, Tom, Peyton Manning stats last year with the Broncos, uh, just kind of awful. But, you know, the defense carried that team to, you know, with a winning quarterback, a guy who knows how to win, to a Super Bowl, to a Super Bowl ring. So, if the, you know, if there's a team out there who has everything else built around 
uh, besides quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is your guy to halt into that you know elite level. If you if you have a you know a system where it's based around defense, um, run game, Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy to trade for. So I don't know. I like Garoppolo a lot. I think wherever he goes, he'll be a winner, and I think he should be a starter in this league. Damn well sure, and you know. Uh, I just feel like the pressure of drafting Trey Lance third overall in the draft two years ago is, you know, just dwindling in the 49ers front office mind. And I think it's, you know, pushing them into, you know, making decisions of what's wrong with the team, um, you know, kind of flash into their mind of being the quarterback. And I don't think, you know, it's all quarterback. I think they have a great offensive line. I think their defense is incredible. They're going to have a good run game. Um, But quarterback wise, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's the issue. I really don't. They, they came up so close to a Super Bowl, and, um, you know, just the Rams were the better team. So, I don't know. I really am not sure if moving to Trey Lance right now is the right decision because they made the NFC title, and you know, there, there's maybe one or two little checkpoints that they might be missing. But the, from the quarterback position, I don't know. Let's talk about, you know, fantasy football is coming up. We all love it. We all love Scott Hansen and NFL Red Zone. Let's not get it twisted here. Uh, There's sleepers. And if you want to know some sleepers, I got three here to keep your eye on in your upcoming draft. Number one on the list, T. Higgins. Uh, He had an outstanding Super Bowl performance. If the Bengals had won the Super Bowl, T. Higgins may have been Super Bowl MVP. With all eyes on Jamar Chase, expect T. Higgins to receive the ball a lot more than last year. He had a stellar Super Bowl performance and looks to continue a hot streak into next year. T. Higgins is going to be a main target for the Bengals. Jamar Chase is going to be looked all over on the field, and T. Higgins is going to be left, you know, maybe in single coverage. Jamar Chase is going to be, you know, covered by man and then probably deep zone too because of that go route he has but t higgins great route runner great hands he's gonna have a big step up year this year i'm calling it he maybe dwindle into your you know fifth or sixth round uh number two aj Dillon. i fully expect aaron jones to be traded either middle of the season or before the 2023 2024 season he's getting older aaron jones has peaked and the packers need to move on to the next young guy which is aj Dillon. aj Dillon also has more yards per carry than aaron jones and you know he's just the next young guy running backs come and go uh aj Dillon's probably going to get more carries expect it this upcoming year uh, you could probably get him in a later round, probably in that same five to six region. And last guy on the list, Gabriel Davis had an insane AFC championship perf- or AFC divisional round performance against the Chiefs, catching four touchdowns. Expect the Bills to, you know, build off that and make Gabriel Davis a, you know, maybe number two guy along with Diggs. He's going to get a lot of catches this year. I'm calling it. He'll be available in the later rounds. Next on the list, Deshaun Watson. We're going to call this the Watson Watch, and there's finally an update. You know, six-game suspension. And do I hate this? Yes, and I'll tell you why. With a situation as vital as a sexual assault allegation, the NFL cannot be fence-leaners, okay? It's either all or nothing, okay? You can't say, you know, gambling is a season-long ban and then say something as serious as sexual assault is, you know— six games or you can go nothing the nothing route you know uh nothing criminal has come out on Deshaun Watson so they can say hey he did nothing criminal nothing you know we're not going to suspend him anything but if he's settling civilly and you want to suspend him for that meaning obviously he's guilty in some aspect 
um, you have to go, you know, a year, maybe two years with, a, you know, maybe a two-season ban. Okay, you can't be a fence leaner on a topic as sensitive as sexual assault. Uh, gambling and weed seem to be a bigger deal than sexual assault at this point, and it's ridiculous. They can't be a, oh, this is a half-a-season issue because he's settle, uh, settling court cases for se- sexual harassment. Um, yes, and let me mind my words here. It wasn't sexual assault. It was sexual harassment, so... Um, I'm, it's very, uh, you know, serious topic, so I need to watch how I word it, but it just seems like if they're going to be fence leaners on this topic, it's not something to lean on the fence about. That's, that's my opinion. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I think, uh, you know, a sexual harassment allegation, um, you can't dwindle in the middle about it, you know? Uh, yeah, that's the Watson watch. We finally got an update. Uh, six games. Terribly done by the NFL. It needs to be an all-or-nothing deal. Either he's criminal or he is and he needs a two-season ban. So that's my opinion on that. Um, You know, finale of the show. Let's get into our 2023 NFL season predictions. Um, I have the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Rookies of the Year, uh, uh, NFC Champs, uh, I can't fucking talk. AFC Champs, NFC Champs, and Super Bowl winner. Um, so here we go. MVP, Justin Herbert. This guy is just getting better and better every year. I think he hit his sophomore season just right. And, you know, I think he's young. He's going, he has the best medium ball accuracy in the league. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be an amazing, fun team to watch this year. And I think Justin Herbert will put up an insane stat line. I don't think he's going to throw a lot of picks. I think he's going to throw a ton of touchdowns. He's going to be a leader in yards. They're going to be a big passing offense um, in this upcoming season. I see Justin Herbert winning the MVP here. Uh, I would say Rodgers, but Rodgers lost his best target, okay? And, you know, Justin Herbert was kind of a mid-season deal when it came to the MVP talks last year. Um, But I think he'll continue this, you know, just getting better and better every year uh, into next year. Uh, next on the list, Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt. This guy is an absolute animal. Um, the Steelers picked up a decent chunk of you know defensive players to help them out around the edges uh, and in the linebacking core, including Miles Jack. They re-signed Minka Fitzpatrick. I think T.J. Watt's going to get you know just a plethora of sacks this year, and I think the Steelers' defense will be very underrated and one to watch, and I think it'll be led by T.J. Watt and that's my pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year, this is a hot one, okay? Devontae Smith. Now, I was poised to make Jalen Hurts my pick for MVP, but I wasn't going to, okay? Let's get this Let's get this straight. The Eagles made the playoffs last year. Um, they've only gotten better over the offseason. Their offensive line is insanely good. They added another target in A.J. Brown. This is going to open up the window a lot for Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts is going to have an amazing season. I think Devontae Smith is going to have, you know, kind of a Justin Jefferson-esque year, um, you know, just after the rookie season and into the sophomore, you know, he's just going to skyrocket. I think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, just goes off and we don't expect it. It's a wild card pick, I know, but, um, you know, who's going to guess these uh, all correctly? So, hey, I don't know. I like the Eagles this upcoming year. I think they could go like 11-6, and 12-5 and 5 around that region. Uh, they have it all panned out right now. They had a great draft, great offseason. Their offensive line is stellar. Jalen Hurts is a franchise guy. They picked up another receiver. There's, I could go on. The Eagles are going to have a great year, and I see one of those guys 
maybe Devontae Smith winning, you know, going off as a receiver and winning Offensive Player of the Year. Call me crazy. I don't know. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's go Drake London. Not because we share the same name. No, I couldn't do that. Um, I just think, you know, with the Falcons, with Ridley being suspended, this guy's going to be a number one target, and he's going to get thrown the ball a lot. He's going to put up great stats, probably, you know, maybe double-digit touchdowns as well. And, you know, I think they're going to have no other choice but to choose him as uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Could also be Brees Hall from the Buffalo Bills uh, as starting running back. They love, you know, the running back position as rookies has uh, been a top, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year pick. But I think Drake London, uh, he's going to get the ball thrown to him a ton with, you know, the minuscule amount of Falcons receivers. Defensive player or defensive rookie of the year, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I think this guy is going to be a stud. Um, he didn't allow one red zone touchdown. Uh, actually, zero touchdowns at all being a man-to-man guy at Cincinnati. And I think, you know, that kind of talent doesn't go unnoticed in the NFL. And I think he'll have a great season with the Jets. Um, I think his passer rating uh, against him, his passer rating is going to be very low. And I think he'll be a top talent as a rookie in the NFL on the defensive side. Uh, my AFC champs, like I was saying earlier, I think the Chargers are going to have a stellar year. Um, you know, teams like the Chiefs, Bills, I like them a lot, but I think the Chargers offense is going to be just, you know, clearly unstoppable. And I think they they took a lot of defensive steps. They signed Khalil Mack. Uh, they got J.C. Jackson at the corner spot. Um, this Chargers team is going to be dangerous. They got the veteran help they needed. Um, you know, the offense is only going to get better behind Herbert, and I could see them making a run here at the Super Bowl. NFC champs, uh, same as this year. I think the Rams are going to run it back. Um, I could see the Rams also winning the Super Bowl. Um, but, I, you know, I'm going to go with the Rams here, taking the Super Bowl again. Um, along as, as long as Aaron Donald's around and they keep everyone re-signed to that team, I don't see anybody beating them right now, uh, especially, you know, in that AFC. I think the NFC is a lot tougher. Right now, um, on both sides of the ball, I think the AFC has a lot more offensive powerhouses, but defensively, the Rams are studs, and they know how to control the pace, uh, also with a guy like Stafford. And Sean McVay is a genius, okay? Let's get that straight. So, yeah, that was my finale. Those are my 2023 NFL season predictions. Um, Tell me what you think. Tell me what you don't like. I would love to hear it in the comments below. Um, It's good to be back after a 10-day hiatus. Um, Yeah. I'll be back next week on Wednesday. I promise. That is a promise. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching once again. And I'll see you next week. Have a good rest of your night slash day. I don't know. Have breakfast, lunch, or dinner and watch this. I don't know. Anywho, I'll see you all next time. Peace.